good day and welcome back to the pin podcast i am your host pin of miami and here at the pin podcast we talk about modern topics with a vintage flair and today is episode number 19 i can't believe we're almost to 20 um thank you all to, for listening make sure you're subscribed you can listen to me on wherever you're listening to me at see me and the beautiful guest that i have on youtube so for your viewing pleasure today i uh, broke a record there's six beautiful women joining me so seven in total and you guys don't want to miss their outfits and just beautiful colors that they have on but i'll introduce them later but before i have uh today's sponsor wax poetic clothing just like my podcast they do modern clothing with a vintage flair so it's modern fabrics that feel super comfortable. They even have a beautiful Halloween collection that's out and a necklace. So make sure to check them out on Instagram and on their website at waxpoeticclothing.com or on their Instagram, waxpoeticclothing. Check them out. And today's episode, we are keeping it tropical. Even though we're turning into the fall, there's always time to keep it tropical and bright and fun and rumtastic. I think all the ladies today would agree. <laughs> We have the ladies from the ladies that Tiki. So how are you all today? We're good. Yeah. And introduce yourselves and tell us like a fun fact about yourself. So we'll go in order from the screen. <laughs> Michelle. Hi. I'm Michelle Perez. Um I founded and started Ladies to Tiki. Um Fun fact about me, I don't really have any. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> your mug and your love of uh, a Star Wars. Yeah, well, I mean, my Star Wars mug, <laughs> Baby Yoda, or the child. And then um, I have a Star Wars uh, tattoo that's Tiki as well. So, I mean, that's, that could be a fun fact, but um, I'm a huge Disney fan, so. Tiki, <laughs> oh. Tiki, Bree, Bree. Hello, um, I'm Tiki Tiki Bree Bree. Um, I joined Michelle with um, for her Lady Sue Tiki adventure. I was probably, was I the first one on? I don't know. <laughs> it was the first one on. I'm playing um, number one. <laughs> <aw>. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any fun facts about me. I got a lot of random facts, but y'all don't need to hear any of that. Um, <laughs> I can just say that I met Michelle through the Tiki community. Um, she remembers me mostly at Tiki Oasis, but I did meet her officially, I think for the first time at Tiki Tea in uh, Los Angeles. And she was wearing this really cute dress and I had it in the same skirt. And I was like, oh, I like your, I like your dress. And, you know, then it was just, it was history from there. <laughs> and Miss Swizzlestick. Hi, I'm Miss Swizzlestick from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, fun fact about me. Um, the whole reason I'm into this tiki crazy scene is because of my mom. Uh, she actually built a tiki bar in our basement and, Tiki's really a family affair around these parks, um, definitely in the South. So, yeah, my fun fact is that I'm into Tiki because of my mom. Miss Natalie Von Tiki. Hi, I'm Natalie Von Tiki. I was the second, so after Brie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was on the staff for, for Ladies Who Tiki. I'm based in just outside of New York City in Yonkers, New York. I literally can walk to the Bronx um, in five minutes. So I'm right on the border. I'm born and raised in the Bronx. Um, fun fact about me, 
the the Fontinki is not made up. I actually spend most of my life uh, auf Deutsch. <laughs> For my job, I work with Germans, and so the 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 fun made sense to me. <laughs> nice. Miss Nonsense Betty. Hi, everybody. Uh, I am Nonsense Betty. It's great to be here talking with you guys. Uh, my fun fact is that I was born in France and that I actually spent the majority of my childhood growing up in Southeast Asia before I moved to the United States. <laughs> and Miss Peggy Pineapple. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Peggy Pineapple. I'm based out of Philadelphia. Um, I joined Ladies Who Tiki after Natalie Von Tiki. <laughs> um, I, um, I met Michelle at a Ladies Who Tiki meetup in New York. Um, and we kind of became fast friends after that. Um, and during Tiki Oasis, not this year, but the year before. <laughs> Long uh, time ago. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, she asked me to, to join Ladies Who Tiki. Um, I asked you at like five o'clock in the morning after drinking for like straight six hours. <laughs> time to ask. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds appropriate for Tiki Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> So all of you, all of you are beautiful and wonderful. I follow all of you on Instagram. I love seeing all your posts. They're so bright and fun. Um, and but I want to know how did how did ladies the Tiki get started? I know Michelle. Do you want to tell the story? Um, I, had, <laughs> I really wanted to showcase um, more women in the community: the bartenders, hair flower makers, rum connoisseurs, fashionistas. And I really didn't feel that there was any platform showcasing that. So I kind of started like my own hashtag ladies who Tiki on my personal Instagram. And then someone's like, oh, you should make like a Instagram or a Facebook. And I was like, I just don't have time for that. Like I was working like in the entertainment industry. I was in production. I was constantly working. I didn't have time to do any of that. And then after a year, I was like, I should just do it. And then I like did the Instagram and it kind of you know, took off for a little bit. And then it started to become a thing where I couldn't do it on my own. I needed like help. So that's when I asked Bree, who had been um, with me for the longest and was like, Hey, I was like, do you want to go on this crazy ride and like, do like this thing I was like, we could host like meetups and, and, you know, we could travel. We and I was, yeah. So. We, were we were just like, we're having our drinks and we're and talking about it. We're like, yes, yes. Do this. And I was like, girl, I can help you get that website up and running. We got to do this. And um, yeah, it was just definitely a conversation about um, supporting women within Tiki just uh, throughout everything, not just the bartenders, people that are in rum, the artists, the musicians, um, you know, like we obviously women in tiki you know all of us are up in our flowers and our earrings and the captains and it's beautiful and we're always this beautiful parade but we wanted to highlight that women are a lot more than just what we look like on the outside that we're in this community for you know various other reasons you know there's women in rum, rum connoisseurs there are rum female rum distillers i mean there's this rich history and even when you look back at the roots of Tiki, you keep hearing about all the men, but mm -hmm. you know that there were women behind these men. 
who were helping this, but you don't hear about them. And today in 2020, you know, we should be talking about the women that mm-hmm. are in this community and that help push it forward. You know, we're not just, you know, the pretty girls, the hula girls, we're a lot more than that. And we've been in this community for a long time doing more than that. Well, that's beautifully said. (laughs) Thanks. It's really more of like, I just wanted us to showcase that we're, we're not just, you know, makeup and hair flowers and like pretty dresses, like, even though we like that, even though we like like all that, we love that stuff, but I wanted it to be, we're like, yeah, like we're, you know, we're professionals too. Like we're businesswomen as well. Like we're not just, you know, like our love of tiki, it goes far beyond, you know, just, you know, us dressing up and drinking pretty drinks with, you know, umbrellas and that, you know, we're, we're so much more than just that. So that's what I wanted to showcase. And as well, I mean, the women who work with me are amazing too. Like Nicole and Celine are, you know, the little fashionistas of like the South. Like I know every, everyone knows them in Tiki and like the South and like Florida, like the East coast and like Peggy pineapple and like Robin and like everyone, like they're just, I, I wanted to pick people who were already in the scene and were approachable and, you know, everyone recognized them and, and they felt like they could, you know, bond with them, even though half of us have only like met certain people on the internet, you know, like I feel like we're able to cultivate more of like a relationship with our followers. Like I want us to feel like they know us, even though they might not know us personally is what I want is that too. And you have a great dynamic of uh, women, all of you together, like you have different like um, views, you know, the way you dress, what you do in your daily life. So I really love that all of that together is showing this vision that you guys have and is bringing other people together. So, and tell me about your meetups. We missed well, them. Yeah, pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-COVID. Um, we when were was, actually, the last one we d- was the last one in Pittsburgh? No, yeah, but then we were supposed, remember you and I were supposed to travel to Atlanta for Trader Vicks. Like literally the day before we were all supposed to be in Atlanta. Yeah. That was pandemic. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I know that you guys were supposed to be in Atlanta. We were so excited, but like as the week went on, we were like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know, yeah. And like, I, I still have my flight credit. I'm coming to Atlanta too. at some point in time. <laughs> Me too. I saw my flight It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I felt, yeah, I felt so bad because it's like Eve Bergeron helped me set this up because um, we kind of became fast friends because I did an event with her um, the previous year at Trader Vic's mm-hmm. in Emeryville. And she like set me up with the manager who worked there and like we got it all handled and it was all professional. And then I felt so bad. I was like, I hate to do this too, like two days before the event, but we have to cancel. Like I just didn't feel, I felt it would have been irresponsible for us to continue to host the event just because how fast the virus was spreading. I would have felt awful if something had happened and you know, I just, I, I didn't want to, but we are coming to Atlanta. So soon. Vicks Corporation recognize that um, because yeah. I believe the same day that we were supposed to host the event, uh, Trader Vicks actually closed um, with the rest of the state yeah. at that time. So yeah, it was not like us <laughs> predetermining something. It was definitely uh, a unanimous. I was predicting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I but think how everything would, how shut would your, down. your meetups pre-COVID go? Like how? They were amazing. Like we had a few meetups where, especially one that we hosted at TQT, like, oh my God, it was a year ago, like last January, where we had a, we had like a line out the door. Um, I remember like, you know, the, the owners of the bar coming up and being like, we've like made so much more money on this normal Thursday than we ever have in like a while. And it's just like, we had women who were coming to the event who were into Tiki, but maybe their friends weren't. And so they came and there was like a whole group of women sitting at a table. Just like, oh, we all just met. Like none of our friends are into Tiki, but now I found someone who I can meet up with at a Tiki bar and I feel comfortable coming here. And it was also another thing where a lot of women felt comfortable coming to our events alone and not feeling like they were going to get harassed by men at a bar or felt like they were going to get their drinks spiked or whatever. So we were able to create a safe space for women to come and have a tiki drink and let their hair down and whatnot. And we would always plan our events a month in advance because there are a lot of women who have children or commitments or jobs. And we wanted to make sure that, hey, I'm going to put it on my calendar. This is an event I'm going to go to. It's like something for them to look forward to. So our events pre-COVID were, um, they were pretty amazing, especially our Tiki Oasis room parties. I mean, those were like epic. (laughs) Any Tiki Oasis room party is pretty crazy, but I think the meetups were, um, they're very near and dear to all of us. Mm -hmm. Like Michelle said, it's not just about creating that safe place for these women to come. It's more about, um, these women who coming to an event where they're all like-minded and enjoying this one particular thing and they can go to this. And we've always made it very clear, very welcoming that like, you can come to this. You, you don't have to know anybody. This isn't like, you know, the mean girls clubs, high school group sitting on the, you know, in the lunchroom. It's like, you can talk to anybody here and all you have to do is say like, Hey, what are you drinking or this and that? And it's just people make friends with each other. And it was a very, a very, very inclusive environment. That was a lot of fun for, for people. And of course the guys came too, you know, I'm going to the next one. That's it. It's it's a blast. Men men are allowed. (laughs) Yeah. Men are allowed. I mean, if, if it's, since it's at a bar, obviously kids aren't unless it's a restaurant, but everybody's allowed it. When we say ladies who tiki, um, we put that emphasis on women we're not excluding anybody else we're not excluding you know men women um non-binary anything you know it's like just just come to this event if you enjoy tiki Uh, but the underlying theme is yeah you know we're women in this community and we're badass and we want you to know it And during the the pandemic, what have you guys been doing to keep together and, you know, keep it tiki, but together, if that makes sense? Mostly virtual stuff. We've done a a few webinars, but yeah, like everyone else, we've been doing virtual things, you know. Um, I know I'm I'm scrolling on Instagram a lot more than I was before, you know, liking people's stuff, commenting on things, interacting with people. Um, so definitely that because we don't have as much of that in-person connection, so, um, which I know all of us miss. Um, and I know it for me, I can't speak for everyone here, but I know for me, I really, really do miss that in-person interaction and just being able to go to a tiki bar 
you know, just on a Friday night, Saturday night, whatever, and meeting up with some friends and having a good time, you know, maybe drinking too many drinks. <laughs> Do you feel like during this uh, pandemic, you've actually found more women that Tiki, because the internet is such a big world. So I'm pretty sure, you know, more time, like you say, more time scrolling on Instagram, you're finding more girls that, you know, more ladies that want to, you know, Oh, I love it. I just want to meet up when it yeah. comes back to that. Definitely. So, as we mentioned, like we've been doing these interviews, and uh, most of us have a personal connection with the 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 woman that we are interviewing, but some of us m- might not. And it's a great opportunity to for us to have that intimate setting and chat with them, you know, on a one one on one, you know, one, one on six <laughs> type of scenario. Um, but yeah, even though we are spread out all over the United States, we've really been able to maintain a close connection, especially with with you know our other members of Ladies Tiki. And you know, Michelle has been doing an excellent job uh, making sure that we're still con- staying connected with you know our public and our audience, and making sure that people understand that. Even though we're divided and, you know, in our own houses, we are still together under this, you know, united umbrella of ladies who tiki. <laughs> However you fashion that, whether, you know, different states have different regulations right now, where some people can be outside, some people can be inside, some people can do to-go drinks. No matter the shape or form, you're still able to do, you know, your tiki. And that's really what it's all about, is your tiki and coming together for our Ohana Tiki. <laughs> and how do you see the future of ladies Tiki? Oh Post my God. Yeah, we're, we're going to be like, we're going to be epic once this COVID is over. Or once we actually have a vaccine and we can all like start doing stuff, I feel like people are going to want to come to our events more. And I feel like the more that we keep building our following, mm-hmm. it'll be easier for people to be like, oh yeah, I want to come to that. Or oh, yeah, I can't wait to, like, see you at Oasis. And, like, you know, I want, you know, Celine and, and Nicole to host their own events in Atlanta or the Florida, wherever they are at. When this is over and we're safe to be out and, you know, Robin and Peggy, they can host an event. So I just, I want us to be able to host events and bring people together. But I understand right now we can't. But, um, yeah, we're just trying to keep the Instagram fun and light and just give people a little escape from whatever they're going through right now. Just because I understand like everyone's story is different right now. None of us are in the same boat. Everyone's going through something different. And I just want us to feel that like, we're still here for you. Like no matter what, like we're still listening. We still hear you. We still understand that this is going on. So we just want you to feel, you know, we want to feel supported. Like we want you to feel supported too. So yeah. And we also don't want you to feel bad for having a tiki cocktail at 10 a.m. Because sometimes it's normal. I mean, it should always be. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. So right? I get limes, limes are in every grocery delivery I get. <laughs> every single time there are there's a bag of limes. I feel like the civil silver lining and all this is just that um, we've kind of like expanded the amount of people in terms of reach. I remember like, the very first virtual meetup that we did, um, which is really just an experiment because at that time they weren't really as popular as they are now in general. Um, but I remember you had like what? It was like 200 people plus. And oh my God, it was like someone from hurting cats. <laughs> it was a couple that logged in from Japan. It was like 
8 a.m. Oh, yeah. and they joined us. Wow. <laughs> Our last interview was with Danielle Mann from Black Lagoon. So she was in Australia. I just feel like I'm seeing a lot more international um, people being involved with the community lately than I have in the past. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely think that once COVID is is kind of put to rest, that that the ladies who tiki, we're going to be traveling so much because we miss it, and that we'll be doing yeah. meetups like all over the globe. Yeah. And we'll so be excited to just get out of our home. I gotta go to the one in Central Florida with Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I, have few, everywhere. I have a everywhere. few questions from uh, my yes. Instagram followers. So we're going to go, I'm going to ask the question and then one by one, you can answer. All right. What is your favorite tiki drink? <laughs> um, it's always a me. complicated one. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know. Like it depends on my mood. Is it really hot outside? Exactly. Is it cold? <laughs> I mean, I judge bars based on how well they make a Mai Tai. But a Mai Tai is not my favorite drink. Okay. <laughs> it is a good way to judge a bar. I will say, yeah. um, I would like pineapple juice in it. That is not a mai tai. <laughs> oh, wow. that's an island mai tai. That's like an Applebee's oh, mai tai or something. <laughs> it's like Applebee's or those like tourist trap places that are like, hmm, look at my mai tai, and it's a picture. It's got like red floating on the top of the grenadine and then it's like a bright yellow because they obviously put pineapple juice in and, and you're like did you get that off the tgi fridays menu because that's not on my side <laughs> and it's got the party coconut in it or something like that you're like what were you thinking yeah. Bless then, <laughs> so Mich- uh, okay michelle what is what are your i know you like the probitas uh daiquiri so mine is like a daiquiri so daiquiri is my favorite. My second favorite is rum barrel because I like to. I like something that's going to give me a little bit of a punch. So, Brie, your favorite drink? That's tough. It's a really, really tough one um, because it does depend on my mood. But I really like Blackbeard's Ghost. It is in the Grog Log. Uh, okay. from Barry's Grog Log. Uh, love that one, and that is uh, rum based. Um, Gin based Polynesian spell is really good and it's a daiquiri size, but I guess my go to is usually a daiquiri. Um, it's you know, when you have a really good rum, and also you can gauge a bar on how well they make their daiquiris. I will when you get it in front of hurricane glass and it's red, not a daiquiri. Oh, yeah, but it's like blended up, it's all blended up and it tastes just like sugar and ugh, no. Tips of what to keep an eye for. (laughs) Okay, Nicole, your favorite drink. So when I go to a tiki bar, I always like to order one of their like original drinks. Um, So I always ask like, what have you guys curated for your menu? Because I like to just see what other people, other bars are trying. Because I know like where to get a good Mai Tai or where to get a good daiquiri. So I just like to try as many new things as possible. But if I was like, if I had to stick to like one drink, also depending on my mood I like to drink heavy so maybe like a zombie or like a bowl drink for myself so I don't have to like order another drink I can just get a bowl and just sit at the bar and just I like that plan (laughs) (laughs) Natalie um so I am a tequila girl which is kind of anti-tiki 
Um, it's not a traditional drink. You go to the Mai Kai and there's not a single drink that has tequila in it. Um, so Unless for you go to Zombie Village. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, oh yeah, Zombie Village has some really good tequila drinks. So for me, it's it's not necessarily a matter of um, a favorite drink, but I always look for the tequila in the recipe. Nice. That's the first drink I will always have uh, no matter where I am. If it's not tequila, if there's no tequila on the menu, then it's usually a Mai Tai or a Pearl Dive or something along those lines. I'm Betty. So it's funny that Natalie mentions tequila because I just had a drink earlier that had mezcal in it and rum. So I was very pleasantly surprised with that mix. It was absolutely delicious. But okay, I digress. Um, If I have to pick, so I will say it's not my favorite tiki drink, but it is kind of like the one if it's on your menu and I haven't been to your bar before, I'm definitely going to try it. It would have to be your grog. I think it's definitely kind of a little bit of a challenge to the bar, and I want to see their interpretation and their flavors that they really choose to highlight in there. I'm Peggy. Um, I would say, I mean, I'm kind of like you guys where I start with the Mai Tai if I've never been to a bar before, Um, just because it can tell me a lot about whether or not they're a good bar. Smart. Uh, Jungle Bird is probably my my go-to. Um, I also love the uh, Last Rites because it has at- rum agricole. It's like three ounces of rum agricole. So <laughs> it's, it's worth noting too that you don't need to be a drinker to be into tiki. There are yeah. some incredible mm-hmm. mocktails. Most tiki bars will have an entire list of of, of alcohol-free drinks. Um, I went, I typically do several months a year, just totally sober. And I, I live off of mocktail menus. Um, so you don't have to be a rum connoisseur. You don't have to ever drink alcohol. I know people that are in recovery and are totally into tiki and it doesn't affect their, their attendance at events at all. Um, so it's, just because we love to drink doesn't mean that other people need to. <laughs> and, and a lot of uh, tiki bars have like good menus, good appetizers, and very like different. Uh, like, I, there's always something new or different anytime I go to a tiki bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. tiki is all inclusive. Yeah, and also, <laughs> also I feel like experience overall. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a um, if you're a good bartender, you're gonna know how to make a mocktail. So, I feel like good bartenders will accommodate you no matter what and if a bartender gives you you know an excuse or makes you feel weird about getting a mocktail then excuse my language but don't fucking go there <laughs> exactly exactly you know like that's not that's not cool like because we have people who come all the time who are like oh i don't drink this or whatever it's just like you can easily make a mocktail you have all the juices there to do it throw some soda water and like you're fine yeah. whatever <laughs> So uh, in, in February, we had a, a meetup in Pittsburgh and we went to the Hidden Harbor. And at the time I wasn't drinking. And so I was asking for seltzer with bitters and to make my drink pretty. And my receipt literally said seltzer bitters plus make pretty. I mean, like, <laughs> it was, I thought it was very entertaining, but they would put it in a mug and they would put the flowers and everything so that other people didn't even know that I wasn't drinking. It just looked That's like That's my go-to drink. Yeah, Whenever I'm hosting an event, mm-hmm. I'll have like one or two cocktails and then I'll bring a mug and I'll have the bartender put soda water and bitters so that I'm not yeah. like sloppy hosting an event. Like I want to still understand like, hey, you're so-and-so. Like, I don't want to be like drunk in the corner, you know, but yeah, I love soda water bitters. <laughs> I, 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 I don't they have different flavors of bitters. 
even better because then you can just then it you kind of feel like you're participating with all the different fun flavors and stuff Mm -hmm. just adding those like some soda water with Mexican like chocolate bitters like all of there's all different flavors so I never don't be afraid to ask to have an umbrella because nothing annoys me more than when you're not drinking and then they put yours into a giant pint glass and everyone else is in cute little like cocktail glasses like the the plastic cups that they give you joint and you're like really am I 12 here yeah as women women, when we're not drinking the immediate question is oh my god are you pregnant and well for Uh some of us that's not an option for some of us that's not a question that should ever be asked it's not appropriate so you know what? If my drink looks like everybody else, I don't get asked that question. On my YouTube channel, I every other Tuesday, I do a Tiki Tuesday video and I make a drink. Don't judge it because I just do it for fun. I'm not a bartender and I have very cheesy green screen. Even made myself a little swizzle. I For Tiki Tuesday. Um, but um. But yeah, I just like to have fun with it. For me, Tiki is just an escape just to have fun and kitschy and I I just love it. And that's why I was so happy when you reached out and wanted to be on my podcast. So, (laughs) and here, okay. So the next question I have is, do any of you have any favorite rums? Many. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love Dr. Bird. As Dr. a non more tequila person, Dr. Bird is one of my favorite rums. Mm, um, mine is either Foursquare or a Plantation. Uh, I would have is Perlaba or Real McCoy. One of those two. Real McCoy is great. Yeah. I don't know. I think I like most uh, rum agricoles are good. Uh, rum Fire. I do like Rum Fire. Rumbar Overproof is also really good. They're very similar. Their profiles are similar, but for some reason, one is a little bit more overripe banana, and I love that. I just I love the flavors of them, and they're overproof, so it it packs you know a good punch there. Um, <laughs> and um, for pineapple. Um, Tiki Lover's Rum is actually really good. They're pineapple. Uh, Some people don't like it. Some people like um, Stiggins Fancy more. I personally like the Tiki Lover's Pineapple more because it's got a lot more of it. It's like that luau pineapple. And it's really good. It's not, there's no additives or anything like that to make it that pineapple flavor. And creating a pineapple daiquiri with that is just mwah. It's Mm, Yeah. Um, I love and Nicole? Well, sorry, go ahead. probably like Plantation or Denison are really great rums. It's it's hard to choose because there's so many, but yeah, mm. I I feel like as I'm going through quarantine, there's just more rums to discover. So I like to keep things open. <laughs> and Peggy, um, I I'm a big fan of Rum Dam. I love Clamont. Um, mm-hmm. I love a lot of things, but I'm actually currently super obsessed with the Hidden Harbor um, white rum that they made at Maggie's Farm. Um, it's just like the absolute best daiquiri rum. Um, and I have a bottle. I'm going to show it to you. Just because the label is like amazing. <laughs> Maggie's Farm. ordered a bottle. I want to get it. I have one Maggie's too. I don't know where mine's. Awesome place to go to. 
Very if you're nice. ever in Pittsburgh, go to Maggie's Farm. It's like, I mean, it's Maggie's it's just such a great rum distillery. It's small. It's craft. Um, a tasting is like 20 bucks. <laughs> it's really worth it. It's worth it. Ooh, I miss those tastings, you guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> I miss now, all of the rum what are your favorite uh, Tiki Weekenders? Oasis. Oasis. Tiki Oasis. <laughs> and you have the, the well, party room. I have to, I'm going to have to call out Inuhele because it's a new Tiki Weekend here for Atlanta. And we actually had um, room parties at Inuhele. And it like blew us out of the water. Like we have the, the Tiki men from Atlanta. And they're such like a fabulous park couple that just hosted the most like incredible room party that really like kicked off in Haley's second year at in Atlanta. So I have high hopes for New Haley, but we'll see with us coming into 2021, we might have to pause it for a year depending on this pandemic, but I have really high hopes for Atlanta's new Tiki Weekender, but I do love Tiki Oasis and Hooky Lao is like hard to Oh yeah, Hooky Lao's good too. Hooky Lao's fun. I was definitely in a while. Um, was my first Tiki Weekender. Uh, <laughs> so it it was the one that kind of you know exposed me, threw in, threw me in the deep end of the pool, uh, and I've obviously never looked back since. So it's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> another one that I love that Peggy's been to is Ohana, which is in upstate New York, and it's mm-hmm. at a Tiki resort that's was built in the sixties and really hasn't changed in all that time. Um, and it's just, it's like, it's called Ohana and it's really, it is family. Like the, it's only 300 people. It's small, it's intimate. Uh, and it was so sad to not be there this year. Seriously, that one's amazing. It's just such a wonderful experience being there. And I feel like because it's so small, that makes it so much more special. Yeah. Um, really like talk to and know, meet every single person that's in this uh, event. It's so that part of, of the experience is incredible. And just like, it truly feels like Ohana. It just, even if you don't mm-hmm. know, they'll, you know, they'll walk with you to the room parties that you'll, you'll chat at the bar. You'll walk around with them. You'll go to all the different events and the things that are going on in the room parties. So, and what's fun about that, because the room parties are different than what they are at most of the other events is that they're actually organized by the weekender. So you do them like as all 300 people will be going to one room at the same time and you go, you don't stay in the room. You kind of like circle in and out. So it's, if you can make it to every room party on the first night, it's usually about 18 rooms and every room you get a full size drink. Saturday's rough. (laughs) (laughs) I like, uh, I like Tiki Caliente and then also, Rum Fest in San Francisco is a favorite of mine too. It gives you a chance to go and like taste all the rums and meet the ambassadors or the people who are working for the company or the distillers. And I love that too stuff. Shout out to Rum Fest Tiki in Colorado, Caliente. by the way. We have it down here too. We have it in New York yeah. too. <laughs> I want to go to Miami Rum Congress. That's, I want to do that next. So I just want to go to all of them. Me up. All of them. <laughs> All right. The next question is, do you have any, like, I know it's going to be a hard question, but what's your favorite tiki bar? Do you guys have like a go-to bar that you love Ooh. the most? <laughs> or cleaning the fifth, you love them all. 
Um, okay, for me, I, I'll do, okay, so my number one, obviously, is Bentiki because my hometown is Ventura, so I always have to say Bentiki no matter what. Um, second would be, like, it's a tie between Tonga Hut and Tiki Tea, and then number four on my list is obviously Zombie Village, so that's my, but right there, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Brianne? That's a tough one. Um, I like them all for very different reasons. I would have to say, so my favorite local, um, which is actually walking distance from where I live, is Tonga. I guess you just said where you guys are from. I never said where you are from. <laughs> Michelle, we're both, Michelle and I are both like in the LA area, but Michelle. Yeah, we're so calmated. Yeah, Michelle's in Hollywood area. I am in um, the Valley, <laughs> North Hollywood. Um, for people way outside the, I don't know if y'all know the Valley, but yeah, it's notorious for various things. Um, <laughs> um, so I am actually close to Tonga Hut and I do love Tonga Hut it is kind of, um, it's near and dear to my heart. Just as for decor wise, I wouldn't say it's at the top of the list cause it's definitely more divey. But it's a little bit more home to me. I know everybody who works there. The cocktails are fantastic. Um, I mean, they always blow me away with all the different specials. Um, I I do like Tiki Tea. It's um, close to where uh, Michelle lives. But it's kind of tough because Tiki Tea is so small and it's classic. But then there's Lono where, you know, on a Saturday night, if I want to dance or something and still be Tiki, they've got that for me there. Um, and then I would have to say, I don't live close to there, but Zombie Village is absolutely just incredibly fantastic. It's, it's I mean, we have, we're biased to Zombie Village. So. We, we are a little biased. It's a beautiful Michelle Gray and I spent, um, a lot of hours we, there. We had a we had a very bonding bonding evening at Zombie Village. We drank the whole menu. We did between, with Shannon. With Shannon Mustafer too. Yes, between us and our significant others and and uh, the the parks, it was we drank that whole menu. <laughs> yeah, we, we drank a lot of things there, but it wasn't. I mean, the drinks were fantastic. Um, yes, we did get a great experience, um, but the drinks were amazing. The bar itself is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, San Francisco does have a lot of amazing bars, so it is really hard to say, you know, to pick those favorites because they're all so very different. Um, San Diego as well, you know, False Idol has fantastic cocktails. I mean, it's so tough, and I feel like you might always have that one bar that's a little close to your heart and that's probably your local spot. So I'll have to go with Tonga Hut. That is where I did my grog log where, you know, that's where you finish 78 drinks in a year. And I did mine in two months. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She, she was like, I'm, I'm doing this. I, I'm doing it. It. <laughs> I, haven't taken, I haven't taken any vacation dates for 2020. So as soon as COVID's done, I'm taking like three weeks off and going to Tonga Hut and doing Grog Hog. <laughs> Got to get your name on that wall. And then exactly. become a, a loyal order of the drooling bastard. And then, you know, people start, they chant, they chant and they're like, yay, baby bastard in the house. And I'm sure people who have never been there are looking around like, why are they calling everyone bastards? <laughs> Nicole, go ahead. <laughs> um, 
Well, I would have to say the Atlanta Trader Vicks is very near and dear to my heart. That's the first tiki bar I've ever went to even before I was legal to drink. Um, in my family, we just go there and always have a wonderful time. It's like a family gathering spot for us. Um, it's so hard to choose because I, I feel like I've been to a good amount of them over the years. But I also have to shout out SOS because what's so special about SOS is they do like hosting bars. So we've had like Hidden Harbor, we've had Three Dots, we've had like lots of different bars able to host at SOS. So I think what the special twist that SOS brings is that you get to sample so many other bars if you can't travel to like the like the Midwest to check out the Tiki bars back there. And then probably like another special call out is uh, Tiki Cat. My mom and I went together. We just made it like a special trip just to go to Tiki Cat. So that's a really special place too. And I hope I we get to visit it again uh, past COVID. It's a new location. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And Natalie? Uh, so as a New Yorker, my first Tiki Bar was Otto Shrunken Head. And a lot of people <laughs> like meg on Otto's because it's not true Tiki. It's still my, ah. my Tiki home. Um, I was there just two weeks ago sitting outside drinking white wine spritzers because <laughs> that's I what I do. It. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a dirty, grimy, punk rock dive bar with a tiki theme, and, and I love it. Um, the other place in New York City that I love is the Polynesian. Um, it's where we had our first ladies who tiki meet up two years ago at this point. And uh, the drinks are awesome there. The staff is always really friendly. Unfortunately, it's another one of those places that we're still waiting to see if it reopens. Um, I love Fuchsia Tiki Bar, which is in upstate New York. It's kind of totally off the beaten path. And Anton, the owner, like he opened a tiki bar in the basement of his Chinese food restaurant, basically. Wow. <laughs> like that's what it looks like. The ceilings are low. It's, it's, um, but it's small and intimate and he is like an awesome mixologist. And then uh, again, I gotta, I gotta go back to zombie village because the drinks were that night, like blew my mind. I did not realize um, how much you could do with a zombie. Like we had and like then four I had, types of zombies. Well, I had my event at Trader Vic's the next day where I actually had to speak and I was like, oh my God, how am I gonna do this? I think the three of us just sat there like, oh my God. <laughs> it's a good thing we went to that diner like 3 a.m. or whatever time. <laughs> and I fell asleep in my macaroni and cheese that night. I think I, I ate some of her mac and cheese. Too. Yeah, you you like those colors, so they never let me order too, mac yeah. and cheese. Was, uh... Oh, wow. <laughs> and Betty? Well, let's see. So my time is split between Atlanta and Orlando. So I'm definitely going to have to back Miss Swizzle Stick there on the SOS. Um, I've been going since they opened. Uh, and I would just sit at the bar and people were still kind of like, what is Tiki? You know, we weren't totally in a Tiki revival then. And I was just like soaking it up like a giant sponge. So I was super excited about that. Uh, but also I got to rep Florida. I got to rep Central Florida. So um, my definitely kind of like my Orlando's auto shrunken head would definitely be Aku Aku. I just, I go there and I'm always treated like family. I always feel like I'm at home. Um, mm -hmm. I don't the order the drink is just already put in front of me I sit down there's the drink and it's like I know I'm just gonna have a good time and shout out to Eric he's just an amazing bartender I can just like throw with what who the heck what's at him and he's like I got it I'll make it for you no problem uh and then of course suffering bastard out of Stanford is just like 
such a amazing cocktail experience. It's just like creme de la creme out there. I'm just super impressed by their craftsmanship. So shout out to all that story. And you can't Peggy. pay for it. <laughs> And Peggy? I can't hear you, Peggy. You're muted. You're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this is a really tough question. Um, I am currently based in Philadelphia, and there are zero tiki bars here, um, except for a secret uh, Chinese restaurant spot that's amazing, um, which I will not name. I don't want anyone to know about it. <laughs> I'm, coming to visit. I'm coming to visit. You got to take me there. Two hour drive. I will be there tomorrow. <laughs> I will take you all there. Um, but my tiki bar is probably uh, the Polynesian, which is where. I also went to my first lady's boutique uh, meetup. Um, so it's a special place in my heart for that reason alone. Um, but like like Natalie said, the cocktails are incredible. The experience is great. Um, the people who work there are really, really amazing. Um, I will say we used to have a tiki bar called the Yachtsman uh, in my neighborhood, actually, in Philly, which I miss very, very dearly. Um, the drinks were really good there, too. Yeah, and the decor was great too. They did a really amazing job with it, but it, unfortunately, it did not um, did not survive. Um, but a lot of the bartenders who used to work there actually work at a place called Martha that is literally a block away from my house. Um, so Martha is amazing for cocktails, and more than oh. more than one occasion, I have also found a lot of the uh, a lot of tiki cocktails on their menu, even though they're not a tiki bar. Um, they have a macadamia nut Mai Tai that is incredible. Um, so I'll have to make you there too. <laughs> um, and then I will, I'll have to shout out Hidden Harbor one more time just because it's such a really good bar. Um, in PA, it's the absolute best tiki bar ever. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the people, all, again, are really amazing. The core is great. The cocktails are incredible. Um, and then outside of this general region, um, my favorite would probably be the Mai Kai, which is the Mai Kai. None of us oh, mentioned the Mai Kai. I know. Mai Kai isn't a tiki bar, though. It's a whole Polynesian dining experience. It's its own category. Okay. Yeah. It's like it's I like the for tiki. I, I have yet to go, and I want to go so bad. Oh, we'll take you. Oh, there we got the matching cups. There we go. Oh, I'll have one too. Then. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, if you're ever down here, I'm close to the mic, I. <laughs> All right, so I have time for like, more questions. One more question. This is more like a number. They're asking, how many tiki headpieces do you own? Like tiki mugs or car no, headpieces? I in COVID I've made myself 12 crowns. <laughs> you gotta send us one. <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh. Tell me the color theme and it's yours. <laughs> so Michelle, how many, how many head pieces do you think you got? Uh I probably have I don't know, maybe like 20 or 30. I really don't have very many. Like I usually kind of stick with the same one. And then if it kind of like gets all like mangy after a while, then I'll just buy a new one. And Brie? <laughs> I've actually, I don't I've made a lot of my own. Um, I actually made this That's one. Cute. 
So this one's actually two. So that's always fun. You can always add a few to, mm-hmm. to make like a big, especially if you want to match all your, your different outfits and you want kind of a cool effect. So I've actually made some large pieces specific that light up specifically for Tiki Oasis. So I don't know if I can count them because I have little ones. If I want to add little pieces and then there's the big ones, I actually had to find a, a way to store all of them. I had them a fake trellis on my wall with like green vines and it was just like this huge ball piece and you know while it was kind of cool my other half he's like babe that that's crazy right right (laughs) that's a lot of stuff going on you gotta you gotta do something and he wasn't wrong so I mean I just got boxes now and I I haven't counted them I really haven't but I don't know I could guess maybe 50 (laughs) yeah 50 sounds about right for me natalie yeah i mean i I, i'm constantly making anything oh did i cut off nicole nicole oh Oh, sorry um i probably also have maybe like 20 pieces too not not a ton i wear this one a lot all the time um, I have like a, a crown or so, but yeah, I like to stack them too. So sometimes I just bring like five out and I'm like, I'm going to just try and fit like five of these in my head right now. And hopefully they stay. The bigger, the better. Exactly. <laughs> the best part is that it yeah. hides a bad hair day. You just stack more in and it will hide like, you know, if your hair is not cooperating with you. Yes. Yes, exactly. You, know, you don't even have to do your hair. You know, you could just, no. you know, just put in a ponytail or a bun and just throw in a bunch of hair flowers. And it's like, girl, you look good. Okay. Exactly. And <laughs> uh, Let's see. There's, there's honestly just way too many to count. <laughs> um, I buy and I make. I've been making hair flowers since I was really 18. Um, I made this one. Wait. Okay, there we go. I made this one for the Halloween season. And then like many of us do, I accented it up, you know, up the volume <laughs> here. Um, so yeah, if, if I buy a certain dress and I'm like, holy crap, okay, I don't have that color combo. I need to whip something up right away. Uh, mm-hmm. Storage is a problem. I, I have so many um, baking tins I found have been really good for transportation. Uh, I put them in baking tins and they will stay in travel. But other than that, I also like to hang them up. Oh, you can't. Okay. I can't turn it all the way, but trust me, there's a whole like wall of my, oh, on this side, (laughs) of my hair accessories on this side. Uh, And they, when I'm not wearing them, they just add to the decor of my tiki bar. I want to see a close-up of the one you made. It's an art piece. (laughs) Yeah, I want to see that. That's cute. I made this one. Thank you. Going to do some spiders, some spider web, a little bit of glitter, um, some orchids, of course. So very. I love it. Spooky tiki. (laughs) I am obsessed with that. I love it. It's super cute. (laughs) And Peggy. Uh, I, I probably have about 52. <laughs> um, I make them and I buy them. Um, I often just grab a bunch of hair flowers I like and whatever colors I like and mm-hmm. just like, sticking them in my hair. Um, yeah. that is what I have done here. 
Um, and last year or the year before at Tokyo Business, because I didn't go last this past year, um, I actually, me and my friend Jean were playing this game where um, we had both gotten wives done in our hair. And so we tried to keep them for as long as we possibly could throughout the weekend. <laughs> Um, and as pieces were falling off of our hair, we would just stick another hair flower in just to kind of keep it. Mm -hmm. in place. Um, and by okay. the end of the weekend there, we kind of just had this like insane, like swizzle sticks in our hair and like flowers and all sorts of things, but it just, it kept it all together in one piece. <laughs> I, I don't know what all of us It's okay. <laughs> flowers have just gotten like bigger and bigger and bigger in the like recent years. Like my first time at Tiki Oasis, like you would see a woman wearing like a single orchid. And now you see her wearing like a 12 foot crown on top of her head. She's and, like, and it's kind of like, hold up her head. No one judges. In fact, I think everyone just gets jealous and they make theirs like a foot taller. Bigger and bigger. <laughs> Yes. Well, I wanted to say thank you, ladies, for joining me on the Pin Podcast this week. It's been such a pleasure, and I just love learning about new. I, there's a lot of bars in Orlando that I didn't know about that I gotta go check out. Yes, hang out, please. Yes, because I'm in Orlando sometimes teaching sewing classes. I was there two weeks ago. They actually had a sewing expo, and I taught. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm gonna hit you guys up when I'm there. <laughs> but it really means a lot that you that you came on the show and you just spread your message about ladies who tiki and you know what it's all about and it's always about empowering making other women feel beautiful um you know just helping everyone grow and i really i do love that message that you guys have you all have beautiful things to say and to spread love to everyone and i love it <laughs> so make sure to check out the ladies who tiki on instagram to know about you know see their um their lives their future meetups because they're gonna be bigger and better <laughs> yes, is there girl. anything you guys want to add no, just thank you for having us on we truly appreciate yeah. being on your show and we love what you're doing as well so yeah just thank you for taking the time to talk to all six of us because like it's I don't know. I actually sometimes just like just hearing everyone talk because it's like the stories that we come up with and like how we like interact with one another. It's sometimes it's just comical. So I love it. <laughs> I love the dynamic everyone. Like you all are different, but you guys sync. You know, it's like a perfect mm -hmm. harmony. So I truly appreciate it. And next week on my show, I'm gonna have the owner of Flipside Creation. I I met her when I host pinup contest at Tattoo Expo. She does uh, taxidermy on animals. So I thought that'd be perfect for Halloween. Uh, so make sure to, to watch that next Wednesday. And thank you all for listening in. And I look forward to hearing you all next, uh, to, for you guys joining in next week. Thank you. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Bye.